0: So what do you think of when you hear the word cold or pitch emails? Some of you may be cringing. <laughs> well, I chat with cold email and pitch expert, Laura Lopuch, who will change your mind. So whether you're pitching to gain guests for your podcast, or you're pitching to be a guest, or maybe you're even collaborating or connecting with other entrepreneurs, you'll want the skills and tactics that Laura shares on this episode. So let's take a lesson. So hey, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts, including myself, who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's dive in. Hey guys, um, a lot of people don't like this topic because it makes them feel uncomfortable. (laughs) right, Laura? Um, and it is about cold emails and cold pitches. And I have Laura Lowpooch in uh, here. She is an expert on cold emails and pitches. And she helps entrepreneurs and freelancers make more sales naturally with emails. And she is so good at it. I've seen your emails and I'm like, that's good.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah, you have a different approach, which we'll kind of get into later on the style and what the right thing to do is and not to do, obviously. But I guess the first thing, just to kind of like frame up this conversation, is what is a cold email and why is it even relevant for podcasters?
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you started there, like at the foundation, Lindsay, as opposed to like, let's jump in and assume everybody knows what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Like- I'm so glad you started off with that question because I think that there's a big misconception around what a cold email is and like specifically everybody thinks, Oh, an email to get new one-on-one clients, but it's a little bit bigger than that. Um, I like to think of a cold email as really an email to a stranger where you're asking them to take the action that you want them to take, not Mm -hmm. like another action, like hit delete on your email. But like this one specific action, and usually it's reply to this email and do X, Y, and Z. Like yeah. say that you're interested to a chat, say that you're interested for like a partnership, say that you're interested to my podcast pitch, Um, something along those lines. And so that's, that's really what a cold email is. It's an email to a stranger.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it can make you feel uncomfortable. It's kind of yeah. like, you know, knocking door to door again, and you kind of like, <laughs> oh i mean it's a little easier with email because you're not like face to face but um i mean no one likes rejection and no one likes to put in the effort and not feeling like you're getting it back but thankfully you're here on the podcast to share how to make it a winning situation so can you kind of cue up some examples of like especially for a podcaster like what kind of cold emails would you
1: even create yeah. So if you're a podcaster wanting to say book guests on your podcast, cold emails are a really good way to do it because you can literally hand pick the guests that you mm. want to come on as opposed to just saying, Hey, I'm open. Like, yeah, I'm open to whatever kind of crummy cold emails the universe wants to send me. Right. So I actually, I got an email from a podcaster. It was about two months ago and he was inviting me to come on the podcast. Um, which in my world is awesome because I don't have to do the like pitching work. I Mm. get the invite. And for him, it's awesome because he gets to hand select a guest that he thinks would be really relevant and valuable for his audience. So it's really a win-win situation. So first of all, like think of it as a win-win. You're doing them a favor. They're doing you a favor. It's like, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. So it's not like, Oh, I'm putting myself out there. It's more like, Hey, I think you would be awesome for my podcast are you interested um it's more of like a solution to a problem that you kind Mm. of both have just different sides of the same coin cool
0: yeah and I think think changing your mindset right off the gate is gonna like a release that good energy (laughs) definitely (laughs) right and it'll just make it so much easier and not have that barrier or that inner struggle with yourself
1: and I think that's the biggest thing um Towards taking action, like I've been thinking a lot about this in my own business. Like, what are the things that are holding me back from doing mm-hmm. what I want to do? And it's always like this mental gate yeah. that I've put up, and I'm like, oh, I can't, oh, I shouldn't, oh, I have to do it this way. And actually, that's just me standing my own way. So as soon as you can like open that gate, and it's mm-hmm. you have the keys, you can unlock it. Yeah. As soon as that opens, it, it suddenly becomes a little bit fun, a little bit of a game, like oh, what could I say to this person to kind of get them
0: energized
1: about coming on my podcast? What kind of big names have I interviewed that I can put in that cold email to this potential guest that maybe they'll be like, ooh, I'd be in the same realm as Pat Flynn. And this is what that podcast um, host. He's Anatoly of Unmiss. Hmm. Um, I think his podcast is Unmiss SEO. He did a really great job with his cold email. Like he- Name drop some big names like Pat Flynn in his initial cold email. And I was like, oh, that gets your attention. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in the same category as Pat Flynn. I can be yeah. on the same podcast as him. Oh, where do I sign up? Like, yeah. How, yeah.
0: Can you,
1: how can you kind of invoke a little bit of like proof that you're legit. And it's also like this cool backhand compliment. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. I think they're cool. And I also think you're cool is what you're saying to your potential yeah. podcast. guest. That's pretty irresistible. It is. And you have a thing
0: called like the relevancy method. Like, does that kind of like tie in or can you kind of play up on that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the relevancy method is all about how can you be ultra relevant to your cold email reader? And so that means tying into their dreams, their hopes, their motivations. Um, And how can you how can you be relevant to those those motivations, those those core driving forces in their life as opposed to just being um, dropping in like personalization tags like, hey, Lindsay, I love your podcast. It's leverage your podcast. And you're like, man, you really like. (laughs) I know. (laughs) just kind of like inserted stuff, didn't you?
0: (laughs) You can tell when someone copy and pastes versus like thinking it through and actually read about you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so that's where the relevancy method comes in is people really don't care about you. They only care about themselves. And it's just human nature across the Mm -hmm. board. You have to get your request to go through their filter of what's in it for me. And once you are ultra relevant to your cold email reader in your cold email, whether it's a pitch Mm -hmm. or another kind of cold email, suddenly that answers that question for them. What's in it for me. And it starts to line up like in that email I got from Anatoly, like I'm I'm in the same playing field as Pat Flynn. Like that's relevant to me. Like that's yeah. a huge compliment. Um, and not to mention, if you add in a compliment in your cold email, your recipient's brain fires in yeah. the same way it does if you gave them a hundred bucks cash or any sort of money, which is super cool and yeah. also really powerful if you if you use it the right way, which would be. Give them genuine compliments. Go find something cool that they've done and compliment them on it. Brag on them a little bit. We all need a little bit of bragging on some days. (laughs) Totally. It's like when
0: I get emails and someone actually says, oh, I liked when you said this in this episode. I'm like, it's not just, oh, I like your podcast. It's like, okay, they actually took time to listen. And they're like, you know, I can speak to that too on a different level or actually thinking about my audience. And again, like you said, it's relevant. It's thinking it through. It's making that extra effort.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely. And it's super cool. Um, I've used that same method. Like I like what you said in this episode and here's how I made a change in my life kind of based upon what you said, because I bet you and a lot of your audience, they're doing podcasts, not just as a way to draw in their, you know, audience and grow their list and get more money and all that, but they're also hoping to make a change in someone's life based on what you're sharing. Mm -hmm. So to get that kind of feedback, I'm sure you don't get that feedback often. (laughs) Sometimes it feels like you're putting it out in the void and to get some positive feedback is really uplifting and motivating.
0: Agreed. And if you're feeling like the other person has a similar mission to you, or like for me, obviously, I care about podcasters and them getting their message out into the world and growing their business through it. So, if someone else comes in from that angle and they have the same mission or sentiments that I do, I naturally like them more <laughs> and I'm more <laughs> well, likely yeah. to, you know, listen and read what they have to say.
1: Well, yeah, of course, because you guys are aligned, there's mm-hmm. a connection between you.
0: Yeah. And I love to, um, with podcasting, yes, you want people to be on your show or you want to be on a show. But for me, it's more of like, yes, you want guests and vice versa, but how can you collaborate or is there opportunities to partner or help and support each other in other ways? I've pitched like emails and like, hey, or DMs, whatever it may be. And like, we are both in the same space, you know, maybe, with the podcast we can be on each other's show or maybe there's you know a webinar that we can do together like there's so many different ways of collaborating with different people so i think i like your approach on the cold email in that you know how can we work together somehow some way whatever that looks like are you interested in having a conversation it just it doesn't feel as icky
1: No. And it's also like, I call those win-win partnerships where it's, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's a lead magnet swap, which are super fun to do. That's a great idea. You know, I come on your podcast, you come on mine. Also, if you're trying to think of who to, who to do this kind of collaboration with, think of people who are in um, similar industries than you, but Mm -hmm. not the exact industry. So I always think of copywriters because that's my background, but yeah we, you know, lots of copywriters work with like graphic designers and website designers. So that could be two potential audience pools that you can collaborate with because those people in those audiences are interested in copywriting, but they don't have per se an expert to help them with those topics. So Mm -hmm. think about those other people that you might come in contact with that don't necessarily serve your industry in the way you do, but in a similar way and then start thinking about how you could collaborate. Like webinars are super fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe use podcast guest swappings, or maybe like take over their email list and write emails to their list. And you do the same, like kind of, you know, swap there too. Yeah, There's a lot of different opportunities and really the sky's the limit. You just got to be a little bit creative. Agreed. And your cold email doesn't even have to be like, hey, I have this specific idea. It could be like, hey, I'd like to do this collaboration with you because you're cool. What do you think? And then you can get on a Zoom call and kind of brainstorm ideas on what works for both of you. I love that because naturally when you think cold
0: email or pitch, you automatically think like, And you've seen it, those emails that you get saying, oh, I'm checking out your SEO and please hire me. Or, you know, (laughs) web designers, like those, so many emails, right? But you think of like hardcore, like sales right off the cuff, but I know take that out of
1: the equation. (laughs) It doesn't even have to be about sales. Like before you can actually make a sale, you have to have like a relationship with someone. It's a lot like marriage. I always think of Britney Spears and her like what three day, 90 hour marriage that happened in Vegas, yeah. <laughs> probably dating myself a little bit, but you know, <laughs> it's such a good story, but that's not what your cold email is designed mm-hmm. to do. It, your cold email is designed to help you open up a conversation. It's like you walking into the bar and seeing an attractive person and asking mm-hmm. if the seat next to them is open versus like, Hey, you're hot. I'm hot. Let's go get married. I know no doesn't work.
0: It so does not delete. Um, And um, so how I got to know you, of course, is I just happened to see one of your lead magnets and your resources. And I think you were on another podcast or something. And I opted in and I checked it out. I thought, this is intriguing. And then even just getting your emails that you send out, nurture, whatever, like you have a very different style. They're very conversational. There's no big fat paragraphs. Um, and again, some of the language that you're using and things that you reference is very, it was very relevant to me. I was like, oh, that's so true. And <laughs> so like you keep reading. Um, so kudos to you for your style. So for those writing a cold email or a pitch, whatever you wanna call it, what are some mistakes mm-hmm. that people make or, or flip that, whatever, like or
1: an approach to give an example? Yeah, I think mistakes are usually a little bit easier. To they make, are, aren't you know? they? <laughs> <laughs> like, so we'll start there. Um, I think one of the big mistakes is that people will swipe or grab any template and it can be free or paid or whatever. I'm not implying swipe by seal, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but more like they'll take a template that worked for someone else and then change a few things like name, like, Mm -hmm. hi, so-and-so, right? And change the subject maybe, and then send it out and expect it to work. And the thing with cold emails is that might've worked like five, 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. but now it doesn't work. Um, So you have to take a way different approach. You have to use the relevancy method and be ultra relevant to your cold email reader. And you also have to put yourself in that email. And that can be super scary, but it's a chance for your, reader to get to know you, to get to yeah. trust you, to get to like you. So that means you have to put some of yourself in there because otherwise they won't want to start a relationship with you. They won't want to start a conversation with you. No. And they feel like so, you're a bot and not a person. Exactly. They'll be like another spam, delete, delete, delete. And it doesn't matter. You have no chance at making a connection. And the cool thing is that our brains as humans are wired to connect. From the moment we're born, we're wired to connect. Um, Everything that we're doing is aimed toward connection. So you can use that in a totally non sleazy way in your cold emails by offering yourself up to connect first, right? So that does mean being vulnerable. And it does sometimes mean putting in the reps of like sending a couple cold emails. Like one of my clients that I'm working with inside my mentorship he started off writing a cold email. He's a phenomenal writer. Um, he's a copywriter by trade. Like this is how he earns his money. Mm. He's great at what he does. But there's something like when you start writing a cold email, it, everything like you get yeah and nervous and like Rigid. work. And yeah, you get like really tight. Um, and so he's been writing, he's kept with it. Um, and now all of a sudden his emails are sounding like him which is awesome Mm. because it's a chance for him to connect with his cold email reader. And they're irresistible. Like I cannot stop reading the cold emails because he's learning how to, first of all, be uncomfortable with being uncomfortable, like being whatever that saying is. It's like a new, but you're like using (laughs) a new
0: muscle, right?
1: Yes, it is. It's exactly that. Like you can't expect to go into the gym and do like 150 pound squats when you've never Mm. squatted in your life. Like you're, you're bound for some hurt. So (laughs) you've got to put in a couple of the reps. And if you're having trouble finding your voice, like think of your recipient as a friend, think of Mm. them as someone that you're trying to help. First of all, like you have this problem, I can potentially help you. And that kind of shifts everything. Suddenly it's, I'm not trying to sell them on anything. I'm not trying to do something. I'm not trying to force them or control them. It's more like, Hey, Lindsay, like you need guests for your podcast. I could probably talk really a lot about your topic Mm -hmm. to your podcast audience. Like they would really enjoy this. And suddenly it's like, oh, it's a totally different shift. Um, So I think I kind of like went like all of these places with that answer. It's all good. But, uh, yeah, the, the end result is like, try to be yourself in your cold emails, yeah. it feels scary. And it still feels scary to me. I've sent thousands of cold emails and it's still scary. But it's need your reaction. Process. I think naturally it is, it is, it's just part of the process. And once you realize, like it's normal, I'm on the right path. I'm feeling scared. This is okay. I'm going to push send anyway. Yeah. Then it's all good. So,
0: can I assume then that like having a scripted template yeah. is not the way to go or yeah. you have one, but you massage it?
1: Okay. Yeah. Good question. So I don't, I hate writing from a blank page. So I do have per se templates, but Guidelines? they're more like, I don't know, theme plates, like, oh, like ideas, that. right? Like frameworks, I guess. Mm, yeah. As opposed like that word. to like this is, this is how you do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Step this way, step that way. Um, It's more like, well, here's, here's a section. So what can I put in this section? What can I put in my opening? What kind of compliment can I give them? What kind of hook can I talk about? Mm-hmm. What kind of aha moment did I have? Um, when I listened to their podcast and I want them to come on my podcast as a guest, like I did a little bit of research on them and I really like the way they think, or I like the way they phrase things, or I like the way they write emails or what have you. And then the next section is like, talk about the problem. Um, yeah. right. And then, and then, then you can introduce yourself because we don't, we don't really care <laughs> no. until you've talked about us a little bit as the reader. So if you're writing the cold email, know that you come in at minimum, in the third paragraph. So you've got, you know- some people
0: flip it the other way around. I'm this person, I do this, I do this. Uh, And you're like, what's the point of the email? Where are you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, why do I care? (laughs) Yeah, so we don't really care about you, the cold email writer, until you've talked about us a little bit, Mm -hmm. complimented us, made us feel pretty, right? That kind of thing. So on the template note, like I- provide my clients with templates, but they're more like the theme plates. Um, Mm, So you have that that space to like, to work with it. So it's not like you say this, then you say this, then you say this. It's more like, here's the general idea of what this paragraph is. Like you you fill it, you fill it with you in this part. Um, Because nobody likes writing from a blank page. It's way easier to have words there that you can put in and then you can edit later
0: it's so much easier. Now I know you said you have the three prices pillars of cold emails. And so it's not a big fat, ho-hum, boring email. Um, (laughs) what are those pillars and how can they help us?
1: Yes. So the three pillars are first, you have to have clarity because whenever there's any sort of confusion about what you're talking about, Mm -hmm. like I can say marketing and you can think creating a podcast, but I'm talking about posting on Twitter, right? Yeah. So You have to have clarity in order for someone to say yes, because any kind of confusion prevents them from saying yes. It immediately puts up roadblocks, questions. I don't know what she meant when she said this, and that makes them hit delete. So that's really the first pillar is clarity. And then the second pillar is um, micro yeses, which is where you want to embed little yeses in Mm. each sentence of your email. And this ties back to the relevancy method. So right. when you're relevant to someone, you're talking to them, you're talking about them and their problems. So you're complimenting them, which naturally makes them say, yep, like keep telling me more. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so that comes from doing research on your cold email reader and who they are, what they care about, how you can help them solve their problem. And then the last pillar, pillar number three is one goal goal. You want to have one destination so to speak for your cold email reader to end up at so that doesn't mean like asking them tons of different questions in right. the email i did this at the beginning like in my cold email you site. want to cover all your bases <laughs> yeah like oh what about this or this and i know it clutters the field you're just throwing mud everywhere and it's super hard for them to know what to respond to true So have one goal. What's the one outcome that you want your cold email to do? Is it for them to say, yes, I'm interested? Is it for them to say, yes, let's get on a call?
0: Yeah. What's that
1: one goal that they need to take action on for your cold email to be successful?
0: Yeah. I love that because it is easy to be like, oh, there's this option, this option, check this out, read this. They're like, haven't to Betsy. I don't have time for all that. <laughs> yeah. It can feel overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That is super helpful. Um, now for those that, oh, I know what I want to ask you. Um, yeah. So once you've sent out, you know, your cold emails and what have you, um, what is your follow up um, mm-hmm. process like? Because they all say it's
1: all about the follow up. It really is. And I've gotten lots more yeses off my follow-ups than I have off Mm -hmm. of original, like initial cold emails. So the winning is in the follow-up game. And it kind of goes back to that third priceless pillar of one goal. Like, what's the one thing you need them to reply to for you to know, yes, they're interested. No, I'm they're not interested. And then you can like say, okay, cool. Like move on, yeah. Move on, right? So that means don't send... Don't send emails uh, that are actually nurture emails that you're sending us follow-up emails. So nurture emails would look more like, here's an article to read. Here's some valuable content. That's all mud. You're just like obscuring their vision, right? Yes. You're clouding the field, whatever your metaphor is. It's not working. It might work for other industries, but that's actually a nurture email. Yeah. Yeah. So take that away, put that off to the side, use that later. What you want to do in your cold email follow-ups are keep directing them to that original call to action. That one question that you asked in your original cold email, that initial one. So are you interested? Are you interested on in doing this? Does this, you know, <laughs> would you like to do this? That kind of thing. Um, Do you forward the original email? Hey,
0: just make sure it didn't get lost in, you know, internet land or whatever. (laughs) And, you know, I'm really pumped about chatting with you and just so that they can like see that thread.
1: Yes. Keep it all in one thread. Um, I've gotten cold emails where they're like following up on this email and it's the first email and I'm like,
0: same. I'm like, oh man, I never saw it.
1: Yeah. I deleted that sucker a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, keep it all in one thread. And that gives you the added benefit of having the re in your subject line, which instantly helps mm. your email stand out. And it's a super credible, trustworthy way to get it in the subject line without any kind of like underhanded sleazy methods. Yeah. Um, and it it looks like a normal conversation. So yeah, totally keep it in the same thread. Keep it. Think of basically, how would you like to be followed up with? Yeah that's that's the golden rule like how mm-hmm. would you like follow-up emails because heck i know i need them
0: <laughs> honestly especially like as i was sick for a couple of weeks and yeah. i've had some emails one was relevant one wasn't that's fine but they did follow up like two or three times and i'm like 1st i'm like i'm so sorry i'm sick i'll read this later kind of a thing just i didn't want yeah. them to think i was being rude um and then i did finally follow up today and i was like thank you for being persistent because yeah you would be a great guest on my show and he just booked so it's like following up sometimes it's just not the right time and they're just like in chaos or in the middle of a launch or just naturally didn't see it
1: or who knows right (laughs) exactly but you'll never know if you don't follow up and yeah yeah i sometimes will put the email reader like i'm sending a cold email I will make sure to schedule out the follow-ups. You can use Boomerang, um, which will like yeah, bounce your email I back into about your that. inbox. Super helpful. Yes. Um, so make it easy on yourself. It doesn't have to be complicated. Your follow-ups can be super easy, but do it because it yeah, will help yeah. you stand out and get that reply.
0: Agreed. So do you have, um, like, with your your clients and your mentorship program, like, are there goals where, like, I should send out five cold emails a week so that I can fulfill this? Like, are, are there any, like, numbers games or tricks? Because sometimes you get so caught up in your day-to-day stuff or client work that it can just go to the wayside.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question because I think a lot of times we get busy working in our business versus on our business. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me personally, I, I schedule in blocks of time. I actually have like themed days. So Wednesday is my Mm -hmm. content and marketing day, which is why we're having this conversation on Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) So I have different days, you know, different tasks assigned to different days. And I also will put in like weekly recurring tasks. So usually if I wouldn't have a podcast interview during this time, I'd be sending out partnership pitches and it's just a weekly recurring yeah. theme. Um And for me, it helps a lot to have a, a specific number attached to the goal. Like I'm going to send three a week. Um, and within my mentorship program, me and the client will decide on what number is a little bit of a stretch, but also doable for them given their business and their time constraints and stuff like that. Um, At the beginning, you do have to kind of get in the reps and then it gets easier. I promise you, it's like riding a bike. It gets easier because you are building that muscle. Yeah.
0: You get into the groove. Even I find reaching out for people to be on my show, like I'll check out their content. I'm like, oh, I would love that to be a topic. And then And I'm just like conversational, right? I I don't even work with a template. I just blah, 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 blah. And I just ask, like, would you be interested in being on my show? And then if they say yes, then I give them the booking link and, you know, go through the nitty gritty. But, um, But yeah, and for some, it's funny because we were talking about this the other day. It's like, I'm naturally go towards like LinkedIn and DMing versus yeah. sending an email. Not to say I haven't done the email, but it just for whatever reason, it doesn't naturally come as the first thing in my mind. But yeah, I we all it, get emails,
1: we read them, they work. <laughs> they totally work. And I think that's kind of a personal preference because I was thinking about what we talked about and I ended up sending a Twitter DM based on our conversation. Yeah. And um, and he said, yes, he replied really quickly. Like things Moved along in a beautiful way. Yeah. I would never have thought of like, I would have like got to find his email, do it this way. Yeah. Yeah. Our conversation. And I think it just depends on personality, to be honest with you. So if you're having trouble finding someone like getting a reply on email, switch channels. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're more active on Twitter. Maybe they're more active on LinkedIn. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're just not seeing your email because. They're buried in emails, or and someone
0: else reads interests. them before they do. Yeah. Who knows, right?
1: <laughs> exactly, the gatekeeper.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. So I would encourage you if yeah. you're sending cold emails, you're not getting a response. Like switch channels.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. And yeah, I find if people are emailing me, then I'm more likely if I get their emails and stuff like that, I'm like, ooh, I like that. And then I'll reply, hey, let's have a collab chat, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, I like what you're doing. I'd like to know more. Um, so if they're emailing, I know that they're obviously opening, they're checking. So I know that that's the channel that they're using. Whereas, exactly. yeah, like you said, if I'm connecting with someone on LinkedIn and then that's where we're communicating, then I just stay there.
1: Yeah, it's easier that way. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for sure. And honestly, both have the exact same approach. And the tips that you gave, I was kind of like going through them in my head, picturing an email, but also picturing mm-hmm. a DM of... um you know, just using those tactics.
1: Yeah. I have heard from people who have used my tactics on LinkedIn that they have successfully worked. Um, nice. One person actually ended up building out a whole business, like pitching on LinkedIn, using that formula. Oh, wow. And it's super successful. Um, and he does a great job with it and he just translated it from email to LinkedIn, which is brilliant. Like,
0: yeah, do what works. Totally. And as podcasters, again, we're, yes, trying to get guests on our show, trying to be booked on shows, but we're also trying to grow a business. So like cold emails and pitch emails are relevant in so many different ways, um, above and beyond the podcast.
1: Seriously, so many different ways. Um, last year I experimented with just pitching wildly, (laughs) sowing my oats wherever, right? (laughs) (laughs) And it went over really, really well. Um, I had phenomenal spike numbers in like revenue and growth. And nice. And the cool thing about pitching is that the universe somehow sees that you're taking all this big massive action and it'll start sending you invitations. Yeah. Big invitations that you never would have dreamed of. Yeah. Um, like for example, last summer I was thinking of a collaboration partner that I collaborated with a couple times, and I was like, I'd love to work with her again. Um, and it's, it was Joanna Weeb of Copy Hackers, and she ended up reaching out to me and was like, "Hey, I have this idea. Do you want to do it?" And I was like, "Heck amazing. yeah!" <laughs> like, yes. I had no idea yeah. how to pitch you, but look at that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's about
0: like creating those relationships and it being is. in the same space and putting that energy out. And I think if you're like authentic and like you said, show your personality and who you are in those emails. People want to connect with other people instead of being all yeah. like stiff and perfectly businessy.
1: <laughs> That's so boring. <laughs> it is
0: boring. It is. <laughs> and you got to have fun emojis and like, you know, minions and stuff in there.
1: <laughs> I know. Just forget about high school. Forget about yeah. like trying to fit in. I be know.
0: Be different. Dare to totally. be different
1: because there's only one of you. I know. And so if you're stifling that, we're all losing out because of yeah. that.
0: I agree. Now, of course, how I found you originally is that you have some amazing resources to share some examples and templates for cold yes. emails. So how can the audience get those as well?
1: Yes. Go to lauralopich.com forward slash leverage your podcast. You'll actually get the same resource that Lindsay got mm-hmm. and so kind good. Of what led us to this conversation yeah. today, actually. So inside there's a two cold emails. One is a pitch email and it's a theme plate. I call it template because nobody would know what I'm talking about if I said. Theme yes. <laughs> and the other one is more like a cold sales email, like designed to get one-on-one clients and inside the resource, you also will get the real life emails that I use to mm-hmm. like reverse engineer and create the theme plates. Yeah. So it's nice to get, get to those theme. examples because then yeah. you can picture it in your head. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I really like is yeah. to see the end result. Like what could this mm-hmm. be? And how can I kind of create something of my own that resembles that? Yeah,
0: for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your tips. And uh, thank you to your adorable little boy for showing up. <laughs>
1: <Strashing the> party. <laughs>
0: so cute. Um, and yeah, and your advice and your tips are so helpful. And I think it'll help a lot of podcasters kind of generate more partnerships and get more guests and and get more sales too, for sure. I sure
1: hope so. Don't yeah. send cold emails, everyone. Like, yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah, you have no idea what's possible. Yeah,
0: totally. Thank you awesome. so much. Awesome. I thank appreciate you. you, Laura. Thank you. Thanks. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.